Ta-da! Oh my god, oh my god, I'm here. I'm solo. Ah, I can make it happen, I'm sure of it. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. Ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. We are here. We are not here. We are here. We are not here. The reality is Ross turned 19 on Sunday. We had an amazing weekend. Um, <laughs> haven't seen him in a couple days, though. <laughs> but turning 19 can be like that. Um, I've talked to him a couple times. But he may not be with us today, and that's okay. He's out enjoying life, as you all should be, too. I watched a beautiful friend of mine this morning, Iggy Garcia, discussing the way we're drawn into technology. Um, I often talk about my freedom from technology was found in actually kind of accepting that it was a hammer, you know, a tool, if you will. The biggest problem we run into is as much as you could use a hammer to pound nails to build a house to build anything you want. One of the bad side on hammers is you can also hit people in the head with them. Technology has been very much that way. Part of our problem is it's designed around the idea of how do I pay for it, um, which means you're going to use the powers of technology to figure out how to get money out of people. People are going to lose, probably. The nice, the thing that is amazing about technology is it manages to truly see people as who they are, just like we're trying to. Um, I always think about the the woman who Facebook started giving her ads for uh, pregnancy and maternal stuff, and she didn't realize she was pregnant yet. <laughs> now my outlook is. We should all have an app that knows this stuff. We should all, there's somebody out there, uh, not an app designer, but really what you should have is a thing on your phone called My AI that knows what everybody knows about you, so that you own what you know. Well, make it all, you know, so it can tell who you are and whether you're alive. And shoot, you could even get to the point of making it a way to vote. You could get to a point of making it a way to, you know, Keep track of a medical situation. And does it dawn on anybody that Facebook probably knows if they can know whether or not you're pregnant, they know whether or not you know health checkups, they know whether or not just health checkups, they know things you don't know based on statistics of the entire world. It's a powerful tool. It's a great tool. It's a tool if used properly, frees us as opposed to that the important thing is all of those things have this amazing ability to add to our life and right now eh, if if you you approach for instance i have to do a certain amount of social media um the reality is as much as i don't want to sell anything i'm selling this i'm selling our outlook our you know vision of the world and what happens is you got to be careful because really what you need to do is be promoting. Um, but you have to do, I, I, for me, have to do it in a way where what I'm doing is touching 
other human beings. Um, not necessarily physically, but in the sense that just constantly reaching out to more people and going, hey, friend, I see you there. And it lets me do that. Um, I wouldn't be able to have rich conversations with friends all over the world if it wasn't for the technology. Because you can see what it adds. But then you have to not sit there immersed in it. Um, Facebook especially, all of them are designed to keep you there. Because that's how you sell ads. You know, look, I can make, I can get people to stay and read your ad. That's primarily the, the methodology. You know, I, I have often thought that you know, they came up with the amazing logarithms behind Facebook that really put his effort into education. That if we could, as a, we use these tools to approach things we need solutions for. We don't need a solution for how do we sell each other more stuff. But as much as we can see it as an evil thing that came out of it, that, oh my God, Facebook is designed to keep you on there. Where can we use that? that? Think of a million places where it would be an advantage as opposed to a disadvantage to want to stay there. That so years ago, and currently actually, I, I recently picked it back up, I played World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft was designed with all the psychological things. Current retail World of Warcraft is hard to walk away from, partially psychologically and partially on purpose. But recently, the reason I came back was to see friends. It wasn't, you know, I understand that Facebook and the whole meta universe. I also know that Microsoft just bought Blizzard in an attempt to get ahead of them. That World of Warcraft has a very complete world with lots of people interacting. And that's really what our goal is. You know, for what we find out there. And it's kind of the goal of why we're here. I wanted to take a minute today with young Ross celebrating his birthday. Discuss the tool we're trying to do. As a studio, as a concept. So, about a year ago, I began. Well, and actually, let me go back further. About a year ago, a friend told me that she was starting a blog. And I said, you know, I've really been writing a lot more lately. I should, I should try and do that. Um, this is before any of this. Um, we didn't even have all of the equipment to record anything. So this is before my 50th birthday. So my birthday was in June. And June was when I got the first round of microphones. By June, I had written a book. Uh, I had begun to talk to a lot of people about building community. Because what moved me the most in getting help for mental illness was the fact that I had spent all my time feeling alone, feeling unseen. And what I found amazing was that one of the, the biggest, biggest boosts was just realizing you were free. You weren't alone. That you were 
human and going through life. And there were other people. Really, my realization was all people go through some of this. That we've spent so much time putting on, you know, you guys have seen me do masks, all of that. That we spend so much time at war with ourselves, wanting to be seen and not be seen. That the more people I talked to, the more people were kind of going through that. That though we are constantly put in the boxes, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. I don't like people that are this. I like people that are that. But nobody is singular like that. Nobody is one box. So what they get used to is I go in this box and I act this way. I go in this box over here and I have to act this way. And over time, the anxiety builds because the one thing that you never find a place to be is you. So, as Ross and I began conceiving of this, the idea of a studio where what would happen is people could be heard. Um, real people. Not to say that everyone isn't real people. From the highest to the lowest, everybody's real people. Um, to say that what if the people raised their voices and could hear each other? Could realize their similarities as opposed to their differences? Um, that initially we had one little microphone. It was a happy microphone, don't get me wrong. We have one microphone. Um, well, one XLR microphone. What happens is you get microphones and the first ones are attached to computers in a way that later on you're like, oh, I can't use those. You do kind of, but in a different way. Um, shoot, at this point we're at eight XLR microphones. Um, the board you guys see every day is, is a 20-channel board. Um, it, it, it's what people see is us using this technology to try and put on a show that thinks about all of those things that we were just talking about, that thinks about not putting on a show, that showing people ourselves coming to you as a real person and going, hey, I'm thinking about this stuff. Where's the line? Where so often we end up resentful of Things we've never communicated. In other words, there are things in our head that are like, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. And when we see somebody do it the wrong way, we get, and we're angry that we're, we're in judgment. But we're constantly attached. That here, we try to be us. We try to see other people as who they are first. Um, and this starts way back when I was working. You know, my big argument 
with corporate America, which you have to treat people like people before you treat them like money. That our number one thought being how much can I take from everybody else isn't what I'm doing. In all actuality, I'm happy with about poverty. I know they're wrong. And then sometime around the end of the month, we're going to do a fundraiser and try and raise $60,000. You heard me right, $60,000. That's what it takes to keep the studio going for a year. That's what it would take to make it so my every moment wasn't, oh gosh, how do I make it go for another month? I will tell you that is my current moment. But that's okay. That's what's gotten us this far. That's what's gotten us to the point where trying to produce music 16 hours a week. We've got over 60 podcasts out. We've got so many people we're working with, not just here in Columbus, but all over the world. People we're talking, I've got a beautiful young man in England I can't wait to talk to. A, a, a beautiful woman who has spent a large portion of her life doing energy work with Japanese Zen monks. That um, got a friend I've got to talk to in Sao Paulo later today. That what the goal of the studio is. Make noise. Be heard. To take our spotlight of this tiny little studio and point the light straight up. That the greatest hope we can give each other is the hope of, hey, I see you. That I don't see you as my enemy. I don't see you as the opposition. You as another human being, no matter where you are. And I joke about political situations in the sense of that, no, I, I, there's a lot going on. And I'm really good at seeing patterns. That we have to see past the leadership. The fact that all of us want to be heard. All of us want to be seen and get to be who we are. We want to be real. We want to put down the masks. The children don't want to be trying to figure out who they're supposed to be. Everybody is figuring out who they are supposed to be instead of who they are. And things like social media can increase that. Because if you're watching, you know, somebody's Facebook life or somebody's Instagram life, you're watching the lie of here's the best things I chose to share with you. I'm not showing you the piece that makes you realize you're not alone. I'm showing you the piece that makes you feel alone. That when you see those perfect lives, you're like, well, my life's not like that. Well, but neither is theirs. That when you look at the struggle of humanity, I try to often, I bring up two couples, not to berate them or judge them by any means, but when you talk about Mr. and Mrs. Angelina Jolie. Oh, God, Brad, I'm so sorry. That was just wrong. I don't even like the way it came out. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Or Bill and Melinda Gates. That as much as 
oftentimes we feel neglected because we think we're not the pretty one or the rich one. Go, go look at their lives and how that goes. The reality is, no, it's hard for everyone. You can't measure struggle. You can't compare it. It's just like anything else. But if you look at what the tools have given us, they've also given us the vision to see that everybody feels uncomfortable. Everybody's working so hard at not being who they are. So the concept behind the studio is to not do that. To create a voice where people see themselves. That when I talk about my mental illness or when I talk about my very real life experiences or whether I talk about Ross's experience, what we find over and over again is that shared experience. As long as you don't get attached to, well, your experience was here and yours was here. The experience, though, is you're learning. You're learning. This is all lessons. You know what? So as we were coming into figuring this all out, one of the biggest points for me was I could look back and it felt like I was going where I was supposed to be going. But when we look back at our past, oftentimes we see all of the horror and the pain, but we forget to see what we learned. And it all fell into place like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to reach out, reach out to you, see you. Hear you. But the whole point of the fact that we do music here is about bringing other perspectives in. And the beauty of realizing, okay, that's our life. This is our life. This is just reaching out and saying, hey, you're human, I'm human, we're okay. That if what we could do is make this successful enough that what happens is there are more little studios, more places where people feel like being seen is actually about being themselves. Not about hiding who you are. And so when we do music, it's similar. We play around with it. We're just as silly. Assume that silly is kind of the mantra. You know, that I mean it when I say Bill Murray is our spirit animal. You might walk into a party and just find us washing the dishes. That the more people we can hear, and go, yeah, here, here you go. Let me, let me, let me, let me lift you up. I watched a movie called CDGB with, well, who was then at the time a fairly young man. Named Hilly Crystal. Hilly Crystal is who's behind the bar CBGB, Country Bluegrass and Blues, which was the birthplace of punk in America. He wasn't a huge fan of the music. I actually am a pretty big fan of the music we make. But the point is, he could tell that they had something to say. Punk, we're talking about. 
from Talking Heads to Blondie to the Ramones, all of them, that's where they got their go. Iggy, oh God, Iggy Pop. Because somebody that didn't see things exactly like them, here they had something to say. Then all of that angst, there was a lot going on. I feel that same way. That so much of how people feel is they do not feel hurt or seen. And so that's what this is about. Not about me making noise or being hurt. Not that I don't. I like to make noise. You know I do. You know I do. You know I do. I'm going to end up looking at this and realize this mic has been dead for the entire time I've been on. All of these things are possibilities. All of these things could happen in the twilight zone. That what I want more than anything else isn't for you to even know who I am. It's for me to know who you are. For us to know who you are. For us to see you, to bring in beautiful people to share their stories. I watched a, watched, I read a thing about a Denmark library. They have a setup where what you can do is sit down with people for 30 minutes and they tell you their story. Not, and you're, oh my God, these must be, no, some were like my bipolar story my single mom story that the human stories as much as we love a good heroic one thank you captain america are what share our struggle that when i look out at the world i see people fighting over ridiculous things that in the end aren't about them that there's something to be said for most of people's experience. Insane. I want my kids' life to be better. I want my grandkids' life to be better. I want the children of the world to inherit a better earth. These are the things we all think. We are all... <laughs> you literally just walked in front of the camera, bro. <laughs> You you literally, ladies and gentlemen, out of nowhere, we have found a Ross. Hold on, hold on. Let's see what Ross, that's right. Oh, look at that. I am that quick. They can't see me yet. Don't worry. They can't see me yet. They can't. They are very confused by what is going on. Very, very confused. All oh, none of them are like, oh my god, what the hell? You're plugged in. What are you doing, bud? What are you doing? Oh, at this point, who cares? Yeah. Being able to hear is secondary. <laughs> secondary. Good. Secondary, I say. Second. Secondary. Sec secondary. Oh, and there yeah, he is. There's Ross. There we go. Where's the line with Ross? 
Can How's it going, bud? Well, going pretty good. Have a good weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. I think you did. I don't think we're going to talk about all this on the air, but I think you had a good weekend. <laughs> yeah, I had a party. So, we had a party yeah, for you did. on Saturday. A little low-key kind of hang more than anything else. Yes. There were people filtering in and out. Yeah, I think that worked. Yeah. I think next party we just start early and call it an open house. I think it makes more sense to me to start a little later. Uh-huh. No, I think well, that I don't know. some people need to realize that an open house, they want to come for the later part of it. Right. That I think everyone's like, okay, so a party at. Yeah. As opposed to, we should have related. Stop by any time. I, I said stop by any time, most of the people. That but I, 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 there was one, I felt like it wasn't the party they expected because yeah. we weren't there yet. Yeah. The, okay. We weren't there yet. If they would have stayed a little. I should have, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good, man. Good man. I ignored my phone. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna beat you. Did, did you text me? I to go, hey, I'm okay. Yeah, not, not like, I'm not like, hey, it's not like a winky check or something. It's not like I, I'm <laughs> just calling to go. Text me this morning and say you're running late. Well, I didn't, I didn't wake up. I didn't wake up till like two. Okay. What I wake up it? till like two. Okay, so you look at your phone. Looked at my phone. You saw that there were texts and ignored them. Ha ha! That's the point. My point is, you didn't ignore your phone. You just, yeah. I get, I get more and more uh, adverse to texting back when there's more. Well, and then I had no idea. I had back. no idea last night. So I kind of, when I texted you, I sent you a very loving, happy birthday message, invited you back for more food. I know, but did he say, "Hey, buddy, I'm not coming home"? No, no, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't fully. I, I saw that you texted, but I didn't fully read it. Until he I did, back. right? I didn't fully read it until I texted back. I fully, what was your birthday? I was thinking of. I fully read it. And I, was like, I was like, that was a link. That was. And I found I found out what the the key to to making sure that they know that you read the whole message is. Yeah. Respond to something at the end of the message and at the beginning of the message. Ding, ding, ding. It's like, it's like a cue, like, hey, I read the whole thing. I just want you to know. I was in this Okay, thing. I didn't just skim through it, like. We had to do one-on-ones in this group thing I was doing, and then we took 15 minutes getting to know somebody. Then uh-huh. we're going to report back. Then we're going to talk about the other person. Uh-huh. So dude's mind was blown, because my first question was, hey, last time I remember you saying anything two weeks ago, so how is this piece of your life going? Right. And he looked at me like, Oh, wow, thank you. Yeah, no, this piece has got... If you can remember... If you can remember a specific... You don't have yeah. to remember somebody's name. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, but yeah, I'm really good at remembering names. Right, 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 right. Well, yeah, but I'm going to see you and ask about something that actually happened in your life, even right. if I can't remember your right, name. Because right. I was listening. Right. <laughs> I've run into people that are like, no, but I'm really... So with the entire conversation... Mm-hmm. When you're talking to them the first time, what they are working on is how right. to make up a thing in their head to remember your name. I tell I tell everyone constantly, I will forget your name at least two or three times. Because I, I I meet a lot of people and I see a lot of faces, so I I used to I end up forgetting years. faces, man. I, used well, to I, I know a couple years. Usually, what happens is right, I know the face. Right, no, I know the face. <laughs> 
I know the face, but I won't know the name. And I'm like, dude, I know I know you, and I remember exactly how we met, but I don't remember your name. But I literally thought I Ross's re- name was Russ. Really? For a while? There's a reason why we were going to put Russ on the back of the, the, the chair, remember? Oh, okay. We were going to put Russ on the back of the chair. On just the, to, the director's chair? The director's chair. I was going to get one that said Russ. <laughs> you, know you know what? We should get director's chair that say Russ and Mutt. Russ and Mutt? Well, I, don't, I don't get them. Oh, because Matt is the next back. Mine's Mutt. It's even better. Like... Actually accurate. No, you know what never made sense to me is my name is so simple. I don't understand how. Like maybe it's because I don't listen here, Balak. But like, come on, man. I see you, Arosis. I know what your mom was up to, Arosis. I'll go like Ross, and they'll be like Russ, and I'm like, when have you ever met someone named Russ? I know. Be honest. I know people named Russ. Really? I'm white. He's black. That's why. Yes. I've never met anyone named Russ ever in my life. I've, I've met Russ, a Russell. Ross, I've met Russells. Russ Ross. Mm-hmm. Really? Russ, Rex. I forget. I think there's six boys in that family when they all start with R. Russ, Russ, Rex. Uh, I'm trying to think of other R names. Ryan, maybe. Oh, Rob. Rob. Okay, yeah, that's the easy one. Robert. Think. Maybe there wasn't a Robert. Anyways, we're off the beaten path. <laughs> Rob, Robert turns into Bob for some reason. Some of the name, like, flips don't make any sense to me. Well, no, those are old British. Where you, okay. It's rhyming instead of... Okay. Gotcha. William and Bill. Right. Willie Billy. Willie Billy. Well, that's how, I came up, that's how I came up with the name Billy for a while. My middle name is William. So I turned William... Well, your middle name is Will Billy. I Am? I turned William into Will, which turned into Bill, which turned into Bill. So you could go with Ross Will I Am Jordan. <laughs> yeah, boy. Ross Will I Am Jordan. I used to be I used to be really secretive with my last name. I mean my middle name. Just because I didn't like it. Patrice? I've always I've always thought that if you put my name together, it sounds like tremendously like Ross William Jordan. I don't know. That just sounds to me that sounds like uh, I don't know what it is. It, you have not been around white until you've been around. Okay, what was it? What's the most white name? Theodore <laughs> Thomas Tarosi. Thomas Theodore? No, Theodore Thomas Ted Tarosi. Tarosi? I've never heard that. Well, no, it, but that? the Theodore Thomas thing. Theodore Thomas is a pretty strong. I, I went to a private. Catholic school. No, trust me, I have very. I knew some people with some really white names. Okay. You know, and really black Baptist names. Um, (laughs) Oddly, I maybe it wasn't bad. I forget, but it was. There was a population. It wasn't like an all-white school. The people, not that there were. I'm not claiming that there was a lot of diversity in the Catholic all-white school, but that there were. There's a population. Of people of color that's very aware of the best education is the Jesuits. Not we're buying into the Catholic thing. The Jesuits. The Jesuits are who traditionally run the Catholic schools, and they'll beat they'll beat the hell out of kids. Yeah. Not that that's really how it went did down. They still, were, did they still do that when you were? They put gum in hair. Really? 
that well, if you if you didn't top button your top button in uh, Father Bennett's class, he'd button it for you, and you better believe he'd catch the neck between the hole and the button. I knew dudes with scars on their necks. That's rough. No, that's real life. Nah, I got I got whoops. I, oh, I'm not saying I never got paddled. I don't think I got paddled at that school. I got paddled. Uh, my not my in mom, high school though. My mom. It was at my school. It was if you gave the teacher permission, they could still whoop you. Like if your parents gave the teachers permission to whoop yeah, you, no, that's, they yeah. could still whoop you. Um, and was this what what grade? What are we talking? About? I think. What when we meet? Fourth. Oh yeah. Fourth, third, fourth grade. Um, I know I got swatted in fifth. And me and my, me and my, friend, Ooh, and sixth. Me and my good friend had a a con. Like every year, we would start an argument at some point, and one of us would get punched. One of us would end up getting punched, and we would both get sent to the office, and they would end up pun- punishing both of us. Isn't it funny? So today's episode, I don't even know this about tools. Okay. That we immediately go to go to our tools of conf. <laughs> like okay, we're gonna we're gonna beat each other up, yeah. and then you know we're gonna keep people beating each other. I'll beat you hard enough that you don't want to hit anybody again. Right, exactly. It's yeah. So literally, it's a, a system based on. As the principal, I want you to know, I am going to win this fight. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's nothing worse to a child than making them sit still. Making them sit still and not have any like stimulation at all. I think that's like the worst thing. See, no, my I oh. always had my head. Mm-hmm. I could go anywhere. So you 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 had your imagination. So you could just. Oh my God! Yeah, I got thrown out of class for hiccuping a hundred, not hiccuping, burping a hundred twenty-five plus. I hours. will say the silent treatment is pretty bad. Like, I think I know I know I know like beatings are bad, but I I don't know. As much as I talk now, I feel like I can I feel the like space. you can get over. You can get over. I find it. I find reacting to children with childish. Says a lot about the adults. What do you mean? That if your first instinct is is to beat the kid, I feel like that's. that's well, I, a bit, I feel that's like a bit no. I, silent treatment, all of that. I find all of that reactionary and childish. Mm-hmm. That I try really hard to even see the kids as people. Yeah, that's what we we're talking about. We're well, talking about seeing people. I try not to. I try not to like talk too much about people's parenting styles because I don't care personally. Um, I don't care. No, it's like no, because I'll I'll make judgments in my head and I'll be oh, like, yeah, you're not being you're not being an, an example. But I'm not gonna say it because like, parent however you want. I, what do I look like telling you how to parent a kid when I've it's never a valid had a kid point. Myself? No, like, I I get that. No, you shouldn't you know, be telling like, people how to parent their children. No, I agree with you. What? I don't know how that came in. No one was asking. No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's my point. Exactly. The weirdest part is. People act like parenting is a set way as opposed to really what you're doing is every child is different. Right. So you're... That's very true. What you do for your child might be different than what someone else does for their child, and it might work the same way. You know, like it might end up balancing out. Well, or it could go horribly wrong in one and horribly well in the other. Exactly. Or... There's, a, there's a ton of combination. How the tools will interact with what they're trying to fix. Well, and so, <laughs> right? I, mean, yeah, I, can, I can jump in. Well, what we started with, so I was watching Iggy this morning. Okay. Iggy Garcia, a good friend of ours who does very much involved with drums and doministic thought, um, very, has a very open mind. Mm-hmm. And what he was talking about was how much technology can own us. Right. And 
I think the most important part is it's a tool. Right. And I can touch the world. Right. But you can't let it decide. What do you mean? Well, so yesterday was Easter. Yeah. Um, I didn't get on the, the Facebook. Right. Um, even though that's where a lot of my stuff is. Because there were things that I was also involved in. Now, don't me wrong, I went to Vietnam right. at 11. Right. Did that. Um, and we we didn't even cook more food, bro. We just brought in. I re- just brought in. I yeah. heated up ribs. I heated up more pork. I heated, I got a whole other ham to cook next week. We still we still got chunks of food, right? Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. Chowing. No, I'm down after the show. I'm gonna go get a plate and we're gonna talk. There's two racks of ribs in the garage. One of them is the one you see. You can pull out. a week, they will turn into. Well, turn into zero. we froze a piece <laughs> we cooked. 14, 16, 18 pounds of pork. We did, okay, so we did we did four racks of ribs. We did. Oh, I, I'm I'm just well, hold on a second. We did. So you somewhere did two between, in the morning. Somewhere between 14 and 18 pounds of pork butt. Okay. We did a 16 pound turkey. Okay. We did four racks of ribs, averaging about five to six pounds each. Yeah. So that's another 24 pounds. 24 plus 16, there's 40. We did right around 50, 55 pounds of meat. It's, but I mean, I can push, if I'm, well, if I'm running the grills outside, I mean, I can, I, yeah, I can do more than that. That was easy. That was sitting and not really trying. Okay. I mean, the hardest part is the oven's small. Right. So you um, can't do as much. I actually also have an electric smoker that I just chose to not get out. Right. Which, if the, the, we have a fryer big enough to do a turkey if it's been fully thawed. The nice thing is, birds not fully thawed, slow cooking. Trust me, 12 hours later, it's thawed. <laughs> right, right, right. And um, the best was, we didn't even touch that Saturday night. We literally did not eat any of the turkey Saturday night. Really? So Sunday, I... Did you eat the, did you eat the turkey on Sunday? Some. Okay. But no, yeah, there's literally an entire turkey's worth of food. Okay. Cool. I flipped it and heated it back up. So that it went, it sucked up all the juice. But uh, <laughs> thing is, I don't even eat meat, folks. I just cook it. Right. Well, I guess I'll be making turkey sandwiches from actual turkeys for, for a good amount of time. Well, yeah, man. I'm telling you, you make a little of that turkey and that pork, and you make a barbecue turkey and pork okay. sandwich. Oh man, still pickled on top. You like the bills? I like. Yeah. There's something about dill pickles and barbecue I like sauce. I usually eat pickles by myself. There's all there's all kinds of barbecue out there. There's hot, there's oh. sweet hot, there's regular. All kinds all kind of combinations. Well, for me, whether it's here, mm-hmm. whether it's in the many notebooks, whether it's online, whether it's in the kitchen, I'm an artist. I like to paint pictures. I find that you... When you kind of open your eyes to the idea that it's all that, that life is you painting your picture. This, this is this is what you're painting. This is what you're leaving behind to the world. That I love going into each thing, going, oh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Happy little trees. And mm-hmm. it, it very much, well, you, you cooked ribs with me. That You watch and it's like, 
I'm running to grab a different color. And like, okay, yeah. let's put a shit ton of that on it. No, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. needed some of that. I need some of this. Need Son was that. not happy. I made the chicken too spicy for the chicken. Dish. I bet it was frigging amazing. <laughs> I bet it was perfect. I don't eat it anymore. I'm like, I bet I would have loved it. Because <laughs> I put that, that dark chili powder all over it and then cooked those chickens up. Yeah. I thought it tasted nice. Oh, did you, did you, have, you had some, right? Yeah. Did it have well, a little flame I, to I it? I tasted it after after it was done. It was on the table. She hadn't cut it up yet, so I just, I just tried it. It had some zing zing, didn't it? Yeah, I liked it. I'm not allowed to cook chili the way I'd make it either. It's too hard. Yeah. Dude, I'll, I'll do slow cook the meat and the veggies all night the night before. Mm. And then you start adding stuff. Mm. <laughs> it's like, oh, now that we've slow cooked garlic, onion, peppers, <laughs> and meat in the juices, so it's yeah. all, let's start making chili. Yeah. Because then I don't even, that's when I start thinking about beans the next day. Right. The beans have been out soaking. <laughs> they got to soak in. They got to soak. But the, I believe one of the things, we're very organic, yeah. but we try to avoid that. We try to make everything square and straight lines, and that's not even who we are. So when, I, when I'm creative here, there, or elsewhere, it's very much more a painting. It's a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Sometimes it goes right, sometimes it goes wrong. Wrong hasn't happened in a while, but that doesn't mean it can. <laughs> I mean, the, I I first started, first time I was paid to cook and cater a meal for somebody, I was in my early 20s. That I've always, you know, that I would go to people's houses and make stir fry for a while, or I would, whatever I was curling into. I love the creativity of it. I love the creativity of this. I love doing things and then going, hey, I'm giving it away. Mm-hmm. I don't want it back. Mm-hmm. Stuff came into me. I made some stuff. Back it out, back it out, back it out. But that's the joy of use stuff as tools. Use things as ways to reach out, not as ways to be controlled. You know, define your hammers and hammers and build shelter for the world. Don't hit people. You can kill people with a hammer. Tools are like that. You can see how bad social media can screw you up if you believe everything you read. I, you know what? My echo chamber is filled with fine art and compassion by choice. My tools for the ages. Is it filled with weirdness? Yeah, it's it's random stuff. I swear, because my interests are all over the place. So well, that's not bad either. Literally, like, I'll I'll go on Reddit and get so many different things. So many in so many different places. Well, I love Reddit. Reddit will take you places. Like, I should I should use Reddit for my news more often because I don't for some reason. It's, I love Reddit I like, news. I really like that it, it feel, Reddit ends up feeling like this is what the internet has to offer today. For some reason. It just that's ends up goal. feeling that. Well, that's their, you know? their goal. So their big slogan is front, line, front page of the internet. Right. Now, it feels that way. Well, the, right. It comes from a lot of, you get lots you get of a different lot stuff. Different 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially, if, especially if if you if you really want to learn a subject, follow both Reddits. Like there's mm-hmm. there's one side of it that has a Reddit, a subreddit, and there's another side of it that has a subreddit. Follow both subreddits and then go through for a couple days and just look through. And, right. And you'll 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 end up understanding the whole picture a lot better. Well, there's something to you be know? said for I want to hear both sides of it. Right. Right. The early on. So speaking of tools. And the internet, because this is where it all started today, was the, the idea that technology could bog you down. Yeah. And it can. That's true. It's designed to. You let it. It's Well, it's designed to keep you as long as possible to sell you things. Right. right. In the world of things, that's not a helpful outlook. But... Right. The same way school can bog you down. Trying to make work. We really want to think about it. But it's also an amazing tool to use it. For. Gotcha. School is wonderful for that. The internet is a make it's it's the things you can learn. Oh my god. Well, that I argue that if you look at Google and ask it a question it doesn't have an answer for, write it down because chances are good somebody in the world has asked everything you want to know. Yep. I mean granted, now it's how to use the tool to find it. Granted, if you ask it an existential question, then you get like a myriad of answers. But if you ask a question that has an answer, it probably has. Um, did you, did you start on time at 12.15? We did. Okay, okay. We did. I had a giant picture. I had the big blue and red picture up huge. Yeah. And I had it, I had to bring it over. And then I just, and I actually made it so that the half of the page was, was our blue and red us. The, well, I have yeah. it, I have it back in the middle, but it was, <laughs> I was over and it was like here. And then, because of all of this, I just kind of I made it full size. It's a new Monday. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look for a word. Cause I'm, a word? We're just going to get random today. The word of the day is... Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Come Perpendicular. On. A line at right angles to a line or a plane. Speaking of tools, what tool do you use... To figure out if something's perpen- per- perpendicular. In general, I use my T square, or you can use a compass to see the angle. There you go. There you go. You go. Learn something every day. Come on. Learn something every day. Come on. Don't be a tool. Don't be a tool. Don't be a tool. Right? Oh. 